Hello, and welcome to another episode of uh, Bored and Annoyed. I'm Jackson. And I'm home with the movies. And uh, I did not expect to go into this week not being able to listen to Michael Jackson's music anymore without wanting to take a shower. But that occurred this week. Oh, really? Yes. But we'll get into that. Um, but our main topic uh, would be uh, this week. We're going to be talking about female superheroes. Why are they not as accepted? Um, not as, you know, not as popular as yeah. their male counterparts. And so you're a Star Wars fan, Jackson. I am. How do you feel about Mark Hamill? You, I mean, we're all big fans, right? I mean, he's a great guy. I like him personally. I, I like him more every year. You know, what's really, <laughs> what's really bad is I just realized I sounded super sarcastic with that. Well, I didn't really like him much like before. Before social like, media? Like I don't know much before, about him or before this new Star Wars, Wars wave right. started. Yeah. So he's got a, uh, a new quote about uh, the new Star Wars. I'm sure it's just glowing. Yeah, well, basically, I mean, I don't need to go into the exact quote, but I will. (laughs) So this is his quote. They had me walking by 3PO, not even acknowledging him. I said, I can't do that. Ryan Johnson said, "Okay, go over and do whatever. So I went over and I did whatever. They say in a script, forget the past. Kill if you kill it if you have to. And they're doing a pretty good job of that. I just thought Luke's never going to see his best friend again. You look at you look at it in a self-centered way. I said that it was a big mistake that those three people would never reunite in any way. I guess I was wrong because nobody seems to care. Wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. I care a lot. Dude, there was uproar because Chewie didn't hug Leia. Right. He went and hugged Ray or Ray went and hugged Leia well, or here, whatever. Well, here's the thing. Chewie had to take a side in the breakup. That That's just the a, excuse. It's a joke. That's not an excuse. It's a no, joke. I, no, wait a minute, though. Now you're jogging my memory. Didn't JJ just kind of say, like, I didn't really think about it. And he yeah. admitted it was a mistake to not have something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, and I'm sorry, but they really had it written that Luke would just like not. Not acknowledge three Who the fuck are these people? Who are these twisted freaks that have taken over Star Wars? I mean, we're kind of in a new age where the question is, is like, how much fan service do you put in these big franchise movies? It's not even fan service, though. It's just true to the character. Right. No, no, no. That was a three PO. The three PO thing. That is not a character. That That's a character thing. That's yeah. not a fan service thing. But the whole like. You'll never see Han together with Luke or Leia okay. again. That is fan service, but at the same time, it's kind of like... Well, who are you making the movie for? Right. Yeah. Well, and and somebody, I, I can't remember who brought up a good question of like, how, how far do we go with fan service where it starts hindering the movie that maybe how it should be made? But I would argue like, I'm not sure if the whole like Luke, Leia, and Han never seeing each other again makes a ton of sense considering like they won their war... And they're all friends and they want like, it doesn't ring true to me. And I think it doesn't ring true to a lot of people. So it's nice to see Mark just kind of going and putting these people on blast. About so, it. so, so Leia saw Luke and Leia saw Han, but Han and Luke never saw each other. Yes. 
and they never shared a scene, the three of them. Yeah. Now, one thing I can't stand when discussing these new movies with people who like, like The Last Jedi, right? Uh, is that they always they try and put you in a corner of, oh, it's just not like your Star Wars, so that's why you don't like it. Right. No, um, no I don't agree with that. I think that you could have done something drastically fucking crazy and different. Right. But made it good. Yep. You know, like I just don't think it's very good. Yeah, my arguments are never about like there are certain things like it's not exactly what I would expect from Luke, you know, and there's a certain amount of that that's true. But at the same time, it's like I just don't like the story structure and I don't like that it's actually too much of the same. You never change. That's my main gripe is the ships are the same. The battles are the same. The themes are the same. Nothing has changed. It's actually the problem of this is a stagnant franchise. I would agree. Well, and the other issue is, yeah, Luke, Luke is different. Like I was hoping that Luke would somehow be bad. Right. Like that would have been cool to me, but you need to do something to explain it. It needs to make sense. Like to me, his action in the movie didn't make much sense. And I've had people explain it where it's like, oh, okay. Like, I guess you can go there with it, but I just don't imagine like, and I'm getting into nerdy Star Wars Mm. lore here, but I don't imagine that the guy who like backed up his, you know, Hitler-esque father because he sensed there was good in him was about to stand over his nephew with a lightsaber and even consider for a second. Because he had bad feelings. Yeah, bad dreams. So he's going to kill him. Right. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I don't get that. No. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. That's your opinion. I uh, I don't think Mark Hamill gets that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a matter of like we had a message that we wanted to go for, which is kind of like the, you know, kill the past kind of thing. That right. was like that really was the main theme. And it's nice that Hamill is smart enough to know like, yeah, that was your goal and you're doing a good job. But maybe that's not what everybody wants. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I like yeah, it's that. hilarious that he will. Ju- he just can't help himself. I mean, it's nice. I like seeing like he's the old crotchety man. now. <laughs> Maybe the character was right in The Last Jedi. He was. Yeah. A little truer to true, truer to real life. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, enough Star Wars. Well, not quite. Or do we've, we have more Star Wars? We've got some Oscar Isaac news. OK. He's a Star Wars. Mr. Poe Dameron. All right. He's a Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Oscar wants to play uh, Snake in Metal Gear Solid. I wouldn't mind that. And apparently the director is on board with this idea. So we might actually see this. I wouldn't mind that. I think he's he, he looked the part, put an eye patch on him, you he, know. Yeah. And he's make a him look really a more gristled. I don't, he's a really talented actor. I could see it. Yeah. I he's definitely good. could. Uh, I will say and there's a part of me that, you know. You're going to call me Marvel shill for this. Uh-oh. But I saw a Photoshop of somebody who Photoshopped a bearded cap into Snake. And I was like, that's perfect. That's legitimately perfect. God, you know, there's a lot of actors I could I could see on the yeah. Snake thing. Yeah. You know, that's a funny movie. That's going to be a weird one because the, the games are almost like, uh, and we'll get into this because I watched some anime this week. Yeah. But the games remind me of the anime I was watching this week. <laughs> like the way the story is structured and the character's hmm. dialogue is yes. and just like, it is so Japanese. It is. It's a very cultural thing, yes. which, I, which I mean, it depends on, you know, I, I hope that they Americanize it because I think that there are certain things that American stories do better than Japanese ones. Sure. But well, especially can, in like a two hour format, I think, right. you know, but I think that I think they both have their strengths and I hope 
the person who's making it is smart enough to actually kind of combine the strengths of both cultures. It's pretty sweet that that's happening. Hopefully it's good. Well, yeah. I mean, after Battle Angel Alita, you kind of just hope like these sort of Asian properties start catching on. Yeah. Because they can be good. Now, uh, I guess we're still in news, so I'm just going to go ahead and bring this up. Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. Um, I hear it's it's looking like the like 50 50 shot that it'll break even, but it's not going to do better than that. Yeah, was basically what I was reading. Yeah, it's at three fifty now after a strong uh, second or third weekend hold. Sure. Yep. Um, but it's probably going to peter out in between four twenty five and four fifty. Yep. Which was right around that mark. The problem that I saw is that, and this is something that I've known, I just sort of forgot, was that China, you only get 25% of the profits I was going to say, the domestic take, you get the largest percentage yeah. of the money. Yeah, so. it's, it's in between 50 and like 60% of what right. you get in, in America. So so Disney's going to just have to do Cameron a solid, basically, if we're going to get a sequel. Well, the thing is, is it might not break even in its theatrical run, but like I said, ancillary markets might save this hopefully I, it's fucking crazy to think like now that's a disney call now that is really weird. isn't that weird well speaking of like, that what actually... is, is disney just is gonna have fucking everything it's true it's, true. it's, it's scary I mean, an avatar they've, right they've that's avatar. 20th yep. century fox so yep. that's disney's yep so so avatar needs to make big money they go okay james cameron we love you do whatever you want right and then Cameron, well, no, Cameron's not going to direct a second Alita. I feel like he'd have Rodriguez do another one. Well, you know what's really weird is like one day I sort of just looked through sort of the billion dollar movies. Disney has like, I want to say 75, 60 to 75% of the billion dollar movies. Eh, It doesn't surprise me. Like when you think about it. And they're just going to get more of a percentage now. Because that's all they make. That tends to be all they make is big tentpole films. That's they don't, crazy, man. But now they're going to have like Fox Searchlight for their Oscar shit. So oh, they, yeah. They're just going to own everything. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. So Fox Searchlight. By the way, that that deal, the Disney uh, Fox deal, apparently that's going to be done sometime, I guess, in April or March even, they're saying. Uh, so so like, they'll make the next X-Men then? Yeah, and actually, that kind of reminds me. They actually don't even know if New Mutants is actually going to see theaters. Really? Yeah, Anya Taylor-Joyce, she said, I don't know what's going on with that movie. She's in that, and Arya Stark is in yes. that, right? Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah. Arya so Stark, that's her name. That, you that's know, her that's Maisie the Williams. Yep. Maisie Williams. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I so like do her. I. But I, She's I got like, spunk. In all honesty, I look at that cast in that movie, and I'm like, I actually like everybody in that movie. But it looked bad. I want to see it just because it seems like something a little different. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And sometimes you're surprised. But rumor is that might actually hit Disney streaming, the Disney Plus. I'm like, man, shouldn't you save that for Hulu if it's a horror movie? Aren't you going to scare away the kids? Yeah. I don't know what that movie was watching the trailer. I didn't know what it was. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's time for something a little different. Okay. It's a trailer time. Well, wait a tra- minute. Tra- wait a trailer minute. Time. I got one big piece of news. Oh, okay. One unconfirmed piece of news. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. How interested are you or how excited would you be if you found out that Mr. Tax Cheat, uh, <laughs> Wesley Snipes, <laughs> right. was going to return to play Blade again in an R-rated movie from Marvel? 
I'm That's assuming a, this would be like the Deadpool Marvel. Like this, the, yeah, the new this is going to have to be separate. Right. Oh my God, you might have stumbled on something even greater. A crossover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better. I, I, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, Wesley Snipes is from a different era. Now, did we all enjoy that first Blade? Fuck oh, yeah, Can you we imagine did. if they played on that, like fourth wall breaking, like, you know, oh, it's I, like a 90s movie. Like I you think know. I'm actually in love with that idea, idea? because yeah. wesley snipes is i mean if we're honest he's not that great of an actor i think he's good he's I'm good not, i do not he's agree go- he's good but he's very cheesy and i'm he, a fan and he, and he knows what movie he's in in the blade series whereas he 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 plays it up he's more and i'm not saying i'm not a fan right i'm just okay. saying he's a little he's limited and in action movies he tends to be very cheesy you know what's funny though he was in a movie like i think right before he went to prison like brooklyn's finest i think Something it was like called that. and yeah. it was richard gear and like don Cheadle and shit and it was wesley snipes in like a serious like old gangster role yeah and he was the best performance in the movie was he really oh yeah 100 percent. the movie was terrible have you seen the uh the 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 expendables three no is he in that he's in that no. <laughs> god it's bad uh but no one more bit of news before the trailer talk okay remy well, being yeah. cast in bond yep well that's the rumor right now yeah. now unconfirmed yes um yeah i like this so do i i like this a lot yeah i like a young villain versus an old bond because sure. we've had somebody everybody he's faced has been his age but now the problem is is I you're feel, right actually that's a good point all of craig's villains but i re- i already kind of feel where we're going with this which is the whole like old bond can he still hack it with the young crowd or whatever now that might be where they're going i um so remy's a small guy i mean they're not gonna have him play like a badass right he's gonna have to be like a maniacal like Maybe. You know, hacker type. He could. They could go with the whole, like, um, he's lithe. He's like a ninja. You okay. Could, you could go that route. <laughs> I mean, it's more interesting if they're smart because Bond, I mean, it's, it's the best when you see him physically deal with, like, threats, but also deal with, like, the Blofeld type character. Right. When not, you have somebody has the upper hand on him the whole time yeah. because he's not quite as intelligent yes. in the ways that the villain is. Yes. But then at the last second, he gets... You know, he gets the upper hand yeah. somehow, some way. Yep. And uh, yeah, but no, that's good casting news. That makes me excited. And with uh, Carrie Fukujima or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Making it. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Yeah. See, that's why how, you're the names I guy. I don't remember. I don't know Fukushima. how I remember. <laughs> I don't remember how I how. how uh, wow. Yeah. That is. I'm actually really excited because this movie has a ton of talent behind it. Now it, you're just adding Remy. Which right. Is it great. has a ton of talent and it's been a long time since the last one. I mean. Like what? Four years? Five years? Thereabouts. And I've realized with the Daniel Craig Bond series, it goes good, bad, right. good, yeah. bad. So this is going to be good. It's yeah, just, we're set for a good one. Yep. Right. So, and then they should just stop and get the new actor before <laughs> the bad one comes. I guess we don't need to do trailer time right now because I have one last. Oh, piece see, of we're news. just forgetting news. And well, there's so much. To, there, yeah. this, this actually was kind of a busy week for news. So Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men. Okay. Is in talks for the movie Invisible Man that's being directed by uh, the guy who did, uh, oh God, the upgrade. Okay. Now, Elizabeth Moss is the Hulu show girl, right? The Scientologist in real life? Uh, Maybe. I don't I don't quite know. She was like the secretary from, in Mad from, Men? Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. So, Handmaiden's Tale, I yes, believe. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's her. Yeah. And she's in talks for this. And apparently- 
Other good news about this is that uh, no Johnny Depp. Seems like maybe they're just dropping him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe this isn't a continuation of the dark universe. We can only hope. <laughs> Please, dear God. Yeah. I'm just pumped for this because I do think this upgrade guy could put in something really special. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. The last Invisible Man movie I remember it was Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon and yep. Elizabeth Shue. And I kind of like that movie. There was the there was it's very some, 90s. There was that sequence where didn't they put like a they, they made like an ape turn invisible. Wasn't yes. that what it was? Yep, yep. And that was a pretty good sequence. You could see like its veins yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Well, and it toyed with the whole like him kind of turning into like a creep who would like yes. spy on, you know, because yep. once like he was a normal guy. And then once you gave him that, it took like the horror movie angle where yeah. he became almost like a yep. like a slasher type killer yep. deal. Yep. But yeah, I, I liked I liked that movie. I also have not seen it since I originally saw it. So, so it could be could be terrible. I have no idea. But uh, trailer time. Trailer, tra- tra- trailer time. Here's the song. It's a trailer time. So that's that's our new theme song. Perfect. Um, so we've got uh, Dark Phoenix, the new Dark Phoenix trailer. What did you think? Uh, it looks like. And this isn't me saying I think it looks good before you crucify me. Okay. Because um, I'm guessing you think this looks terrible. Uh, it looks like a cleaner, more well-made version of X-Men 3. Mm. Like, it looks like the same plot. It looks like the exact same movie. Right. We've yeah. already been here. That's kind of my... I mean, other than the fact, like, you spoil the death of, of Jennifer Lawrence. Did they spoil the death of her? I didn't I even mean, notice it in the trailer. She's attacking... She's attacking Mystique, and then she's crying to herself okay, in an alleyway. Yep. So pretty sure she's dead. Yeah, well, she doesn't want to be in these exactly. movies. And Which, it's funny because I sent you that little meme somebody had. Remember when they cared? And yep. it was like Rebecca Romaine in the first one with the fucking makeup. And it was yep. like this super elaborate makeup. And now it's like they dipped her fucking face in blue paint and put a few little like yep, little glitter dots on pots her. And spots on her. Yep. It looks terrible. Her makeup does. Even well, since her first movie, the makeup has changed. Yes, it has. Yeah. Yes, it's worse. It's much worse. And she, yeah, it's just. And she didn't care. She doesn't want to be in these. She signed on for these when she hadn't done the Hunger Games yet. I don't know why she's even doing this movie. She's if, contracted to do it, right? I don't, I think it was, I think she had an original contact for three, contract okay. for three movies. So that would have been up with Apocalypse. Okay. So I don't know. Money. If, yeah paycheck i don't know i think it looks pretty bad um i'm just so tired of it's just we've already seen this and there's just we have no attachment to this gene gray so the whole like turning into dark phoenix thing this tragic terrible thing means nothing you're right that is so true because the famka jansen version we at least spent two movies with her and she had that awesome sacrifice she was a great character yeah i mean she was a good character i liked her if i if i'm honest i still like those first two movies oh yeah but but i would have preferred if gene had we had had one more movie. I would have preferred a four movie arc rather than a three movie okay. arc. Well, the third movie was a mess. Yes. X-Men three, the Brett Ratner one is a fucking mess. Well, it's written. This is written by the same guy who wrote that, I believe. Oh, really? I believe so. I might be wrong on that. I'm not oh. going to check. Is X-Men three worse or better than Apocalypse? I think it's better. I think it's better than Apocalypse. It's more entertaining. It's really tough because... 
Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Yep. I or, think that's kind of the trump card. Because at least Kelsey Grammer as Beast is pretty perfect casting. Yes, other I would than, agree. Other than he looks terrible jumping around because the effects are <laughs> right. so off. I like his Beast. He's a perfect Beast, though. Yes, he like is. Like his, his act, you know, yeah. he was a good casting choice. You're right. You know what's funny, too, is like thinking of Ben Foster as Angel in that. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. That is Ben Foster. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> And oh, then in man. the new one, it was like, oh, wait, what Angel? Wait. So, OK, uh, no c- continuity. And there was that uh, tragic scene. I will say this for as bad as X-Men 3 is the scene where the kid is cutting off his wings when young Ben Foster is yeah, doing that. Good ideas. Really? That was actually an emotionally engaging scene. Well, it just sucks because like that movie had like the coolest concept of like, you know, making the there's a cure and the whole idea of like people coming in. Do, do you get the cure? Do you not it, like rogues little? It had too much going on. Was there the was, yeah, you don't too st- many characters. You don't stack the 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 finale to the Xavier V Magneto. No, with that's the two cure, movies. That's two different movies. with the cure and Dark Phoenix. It was three movies yeah. in one. It was too much. It was just nobody got any. Nobody got enough screen time. I can't believe how what bad a that movie. shit. That's that is a shit follow up, like in the same vein as Spider Man Three was. Right, like just a shit. Like everybody's excited. The second one had them all jacked up. It's really good. Yep. And then you go see that, and you're just like, "This, what the fuck happened?" Yep. That was the early two thousands. Things really fell apart <laughs> on the third. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this looks very good. I just, I'm not, I'm not on board as much as I like, uh, uh, Fassbender and as much as I like McAvoy. Yeah. They're great. They're as great. the characters. They yeah. are. They they real, but I just don't like this universe anymore. I'm just tired of all the conversations that everybody has in this. The best quote from this movie is going to be, you're always sorry, Charles. Yeah. And there's always a speech. That's the best quote. And they put it in the trailer. And they put it in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the the all that's left in these uh, are those two and their friendship and their dynamic. And even that at this point, like you got to do something new with it. It's played out because right. because the idea of like this is still like a prequel to the originals. But it's not because we've but just thrown we away continuity. Yeah. yeah. But it's still kind of like, okay, between the two series, we've seen this like seven times. Yes. It's in this, every one of them. And it's. And that was, we had a conversation about this years ago on Facebook about how I'm like, I'm fine with a sympathetic villain, but the fact that Xavier and Magneto just do the same song and dance every movie is so tiring. Yeah, that's a problem. But he's such a good villain though. He is. Oh, he's He's a really good good villain. But that's why it's more frustrating for me. But we can go into another one. How do you feel about that new Hellboy Red Band trailer? Uh, Oh, we're in trailer time. Trailer time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it this, the movie still looks like shit. I think it looks terrible. Yeah, I think it looks fucking terrible. I it's I, the, the worst of the movies we're about to talk about. Like this looks worse to me than the X Men movie. Uh yeah, I probably say I I did realize. Um, I think I'm gonna be right that David Harbour's gonna be the best thing in the movie. I think his performance is gonna be good, but I think the rest of the movie around him, it looks like it has pretty shitty writing. Pretty bad acting and uh, not so great special effects and like choreography. I'm it, not impressed with the camera work. It looks like shit and it pisses me off that it looks so shitty because it looks like the exact opposite of how beautiful and amazing the first two looked from it's, Guillermo. It's true. Like, you know what I mean? 
It's like they're pissing all over any legacy that he left, you know, for because he had a unique thing going with those two as far he, as the superhero genre was concerned. He did. And now, oh, we're just back to the same old bullshit. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not excited for that. I do want to take uh, speaking of Hellboy. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Selma Blair, who was in the first two Hellboy movies uh-huh. um, as the love interest, she has MS. And oh. if anybody wants to see a crazy, like emotional, strong story, there's a um, Robin Robin Roberts did an interview with her on right. Good Morning America, and it's hard to watch. It's like the, it reminded me of like the Michael J. Fox interviews that you've seen where it just like breaks, breaks. you yeah because yep. you're just like that's not you know what i mean it's but, not fair you but just it's crazy feel, yeah. like you have these people in you know you have these people in horrible circumstances and she seems to be the type that's just you know what a tough ass woman who good for her yep. i don't know i would recommend everybody go watch it i've always been a fan of hers she seems like a good person and good luck to her yeah but yeah agreed uh yeah let's that's enough about hellboy i don't think it looks that great either no it um, looks like dog shit yeah I was trying to think. I felt like there was one thing that made me have a little bit of hope. And I was like, nah, it's just there was one line from David Harbour. That's what that's what you it was. want it to be good, because I like him in crew in, uh, in uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I want it to be good, but it won't be. Though, oh, I will say oh, this it could be I, I could be wrong. We, we, we could be wrong. I, I will say I just I do love the the muscle work that they did on the prosthetics on Hellboy it looks sure. it looks pretty good oh well and uh, the fact that Swearinger from Swearinger from uh, Deadwood, Deadwood is in it yep yeah so those two could have something interesting I I just don't it's not what I wanted as a fan of Hellboy like I think they probably let a lot of people down so yeah. I don't I don't I, think it's gonna go over well. I something that's probably gonna go over well with you is that new uh, Midsummer movie. Though. Oh my goodness. Directed by the uh, director of Hereditary. Ari Aster's second movie, and it's only been going to, it'll have been like a year yep. since Hereditary. Yep. Uh, A24 again. Yep. Uh, Will Poulter is in it. That was the only person I like recognized. Yeah, yeah not not many uh, named actors. Which in is this. fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, check out the trailer, people. Basically, it looks like a, it's like a very sunny movie. Yeah. Like when I turn it on, I'm like, wow, like they really like I feel like I'm going to be in the theater holding my fucking hands over my eyes. It's like, it's very to... it's almost pastel. It's almost it's it's east, it's eastery kind of yes. looking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They even made the traditionally black bars actually white. To, what if I that feel, was in the theater? That would be fantastic. Yeah. I'd actually I would applaud that. Yeah, if the movie different. started and it had that, I'd applaud it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it looks weird. It looks like a culty, like apparently every 90 years, there's some sort of a festival yeah. where everybody does drugs like hippies. And I'm assuming there's some sort of sacrifice, demon or cult, orgy, sac- right. yeah. something. Yeah. So, Creepy so stuff. he's just following right up yeah. with, <laughs> with his last movie. But it looks good. And we've got Even a, though it's just a teaser. Yeah, we've got a, we've got some cult things that we're going to be dealing with later on today, actually, in the show. So, yeah, I, I do kind of like that uh, theme. I'm, I'm excited for a culty kind of movie those did you bring a goat to sacrifice this week nah (laughs) oh sorry i didn't tell you uh we've got one last thing uh well uh, actually we've got two more two more trailers all right game of thrones okay yeah the big game of thrones yeah the big month away the The big big game game of thrones Thrones. yeah Yeah. the big game (laughs) (laughs) uh seinfeld reference people look it up uh, but yeah, I, 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 
I, you kind of said it before the show can't make you more excited right. for something you're this excited for. Yeah. And then, you know, they always do the same bullshit where they're trying to like misdirect you in places. And yeah, I don't know. It looks good. I guess CGI looks great. Those dragons are fucking phenomenal. I did read that it will, this season will have one of the episodes will be the longest consecutive battle sequence ever put to film. Whoa. That was what it was said. Whoa. Yes. You know, some, okay. Now, now there's only six episodes, right? I'm assuming they're going to be like 90 minutes a piece. They're about, yeah, I know that, I know that they were so, going over the traditional hour. Right. So my guess, and they kind of did that last year too. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, but my guess is one full episode is a battle. That would which be to sick. Which is amazing. But then at the same time, it's like, but then you only have five more episodes to give your, mm. you know, your, your, your story or, but yeah, I'm sure they'll set it up nice. I'm excited though. What if it doesn't finish the series? What if it like leaves it off on a cliffhanger for I mean, a movie as a person who's reading the books that would be fine with me mm. um because i have this bitterness in my soul right. that this show is going to be what ruins it but i'm not going to wait around for that piece of shit to finish <laughs> his fucking books he's so, got interviews to do man yeah he's got to write blogs on jets games yeah <laughs> Why is he a Jets fan? He's the worst. How could he be like this genius writer? Genius. Legit. And he's a Jets fan. He's a Jets fan. Hey, you don't choose. It just happens to you. You can't choose your love. uh, No, but that, I mean, I could get really offensive. I hate that guy right now. Every time, Mm. every time he's in a fucking interview, he's just shitting on. Yeah, he's just shitting on his fans who made him rich as fuck. Uh, Yeah, I'm just not a fan. You know, and everybody's like, he doesn't owe you, dude. It's his work. It's his, you know, and it's like, okay, that's fine. But the bastard has had eight years since the last one came out. I'm done waiting. He's a fucking asshole. And then I'll go buy the goddamn thing the second it's published. But look, my argument to them is, yeah, sure. He doesn't owe me anything, but that's not to me. The whole procrastination, the whole, I, 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 I don't know how to finish this because I've heard he's like struggling. That's what he needs to say. That he's not like, he doesn't admit that though. Yeah. But he it's like there's, in a there's, fucking corner. there's, there's a, there's a, a, a big difference between uh, a wide, there's a wide gulf between Stephen King. Yes. And, and George R. Martin. And, uh, and, and, and in the middle is okay and healthy. Right. That's a healthy output. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It, I, He's just, uh, I just can't stand it. You see these published books with his name on it, like the the fucking history of the Targaryens. Yeah. Or Westeros. Oh, like, yeah. I don't give a shit. That's the one that really got me. So I saw him go on, like, I think it was Colbert, and he was talking about that new book. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you wrote 1,600 pages on shit that nobody cares right. about? Well, I'm sorry. This not, is the appendages. This uh, is what. Th- this is why J.R.R. Tolkien will probably be remembered as a better author because he knows what's fucking appendages and what, what actually constitutes a book. That's true. That's you know? true. Uh, it's funny, though, because this fucker... To to the readers out there who have read these, um, let you know, spout off. Let me know if you agree. But that bastard, his fifth book, The Dance with Dragons, mm-hmm. is overall... 
a mediocre book and oh. he it's too long oh snap. there's a bunch of useless shit in it oh snap. and he wrote himself into a fucking corner he's lost the thread he doesn't know where the goddamn story is going he's lost he's done. and the next one's gonna be bad too that's oh no Oh, no. I'm telling you. And that's why the show, the show, as much, everybody loves the show, as much as people don't want to admit it, there is a massive drop off in quality the last couple of seasons of the show. Do you you really feel? I mean, absolutely. I forget what season where Arya first learns uh, the faceless men stuff. Was okay. That, was that six or was that seven? Uh, I that, think that was I think, six. I think six was that. That's yeah. when she went over there. That and was that a stuff bit, was okay. That was a little bit of a drop off for me. Season seven is a lot of payoff shit, which is, I feel like, why that season works. But that's easier, though. It's because easier. you're just throwing a bunch of fucking yep. badass action shit at the yep. screen. It's easier. Right. It's still better than what six yes. was. No, the, the show took a dive after book three yeah. in which there are numerous deaths. Yeah. Uh, book three three was like you when you were reading like book three was like the pinnacle it was yeah and then what happened was he started writing four and it got too long so he took four and five and he split them into two books so in four half the characters aren't in it you're supposed to read four and then the first half of five is what the other characters were up to during four and then they bring them all together in the second half of book five so theoretically, if you're a new reader of the story, there's an online like like guide to how you right. should read four and five because you should like if you want to do it, right. you know. Yep. The problem is he had started writing this and he had decided between three and four to do a time jump. Yeah. And then he started writing it and he was writing for like a couple few years. And then he realized that wasn't gonna work. So he had to burn the whole thing and start over. Oh my So he he doesn't have I'm telling you, this is my theory. He doesn't know what he's doing at this point. He does not know. And what pisses me off, it would be one thing if he didn't sell this to HBO for them to ruin it for all the people that were reading the books before this series started. Right. But he did that, and he has had ample time to finish this fucking thing. That's very true. Ample time. To at least no finish. No, he's had one book has come out. Well, yeah, one. To, to finish one book, yeah. That's yeah. all. No, that's what he's done. Yeah, in the time, yeah. Yeah, he has two more left. Oh, yeah. So at this, he's going to die. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. So sorry, I shouldn't. I know I, I just gonna, kind of went on you, a rant. I was going to say, you guys okay? You guys okay? We all we all survived it. But yeah, I, you know, we'll save Cinemia for next week. Now that this will be my rant of the week, we'll save Cinemia for next week. But uh, let's leave uh, trailer time off on a uh, lighter lo- lighter okay. note. Uh, uh, Pokemon the second trailer. Did you see that? <laughs> I don't think I did see this one actually. It's kind of nice. It yeah, was, it's it's nice. To see more of the. Pokemon. I saw there was some more Pokemon. Yeah, I you, saw pictures. Like, uh, you saw Mewtwo. You yes. remember Mewtwo? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look looks, at me. I'm all prideful that I know who Mewtwo is. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I cannot believe that this is this this is looking this good. It's it's really weird to I'm me. I'm excited for it. I can't believe yeah. I'm actually... Like, people who know me, they know I was never a Pokemon fan. Like, I liked the game well enough. Sure. But the show is, is quite awful, I feel. Other than that, like fantastic theme song I want to be the very best like no one ever was oh my god but yeah it's just really weird to me that we have 
we have a Pokemon movie that's actually got me excited because I was always like, Dragon Ball Z is what anime should be and Pokemon, it's fucking good because that animation is bad. It's it's episodic. Everything is the same. Right. You know, but it's just really weird to me that it looks this good. It looks good. It looks like a real movie. Like they yeah. really are taking it seriously and making a good movie. Yeah. It doesn't it look funny. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't look like the Smurfs, you right. know, it's impressive. impressive. Which will be genius if it is good because it's going to make a fuck ton of money. A ton of money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be big. Now, does Nintendo still own Pokemon? Cause I know Pokemon go wasn't Nintendo. Correct. Oh, I don't know if Pokemon go was, but I do know that Pokemon itself was originally a Nintendo. Right. And and they're the ones who make the games, but I don't know if Pokemon like the, the, the brand is a a Nintendo brand. Yeah. So, Hey, tell us we have phones. We can look this up, but we're lazy and we want to save you guys time. We already had do that. We already had like five minutes of dead air. Let's go into shit we watched. What did you watch? I know you watched way too much shit. I watched a lot of shit. Um, I'm going to go right into the big, the big one this week. The big one that's ever on everybody's mind is this uh, uh, leaving Neverland. Right. So I watched both parts. It's two HBO put them out. Uh, First part was Sunday night. Second part was Monday night. Um, Both two hours. So that's four hours. And then I watched, they had Oprah do like an interview with the two guys and the director. Mm -hmm. And that was an hour. So five hours of this. God damn. And it is horribly disturbing. Okay. Like, okay. Now, is it the look at poor Michael or is it look at how awful Michael was? No, it is literally, um, it, it's it's not a it's not a dual sided documentary. Okay. It is not an investigation of Michael with discussions with everyone who knew him and blah blah blah. It's two guys who claim that in the early nineties he molested them. Okay. And they go through their entire like the grooming of them, right? Like how he met them, mm-hmm. what their friendship was like. Now keep in mind that on its own. 30 year old man friends with seven year old strange yes uh to the graphic description which we won't do here oh of the actual acts oh, that God. were performed on them nah. um, and and they are believable stories okay i mean they make sense uh you know it was funny because i'm i i'm sitting there and i'm thinking about like the uh, the the main one I, that came to mind, like the one that we all know was a creep, was uh, Jerry Sandusky, the Penn yeah. State linebackers yep. coach, defensive yep. guru. Who, yep. He kind of had the same M.O. where it's like he's like a mentor for kids. He set up like a, yeah. a charity for children and he would like play the role model, like take them to games and, you know, do nice things for them and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was all like a systematic setup right. for what this was. And Michael Jackson, you can say the same shit. I mean, it's uh, the fiance is a Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. Big fan. Yep. Um, We've had arguments over him where I'm like, look, I can't say for certain that he did the actual pedophile stuff. Right. But I know that what he was doing was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's documented that it's, you just don't do that. You don't share your bed with fucking, you know. It's very strange. Little kids. It's very yeah. strange. It, it, I mean, it's hard to 
it's hard to look at that and not question. She at one point looked at me and said, I don't know if I can watch this. Ooh. It's it's horrible, dude. It's mm. horrible. And I, as a betting man, based on just, you know, it would be one thing if he was like this normal looking guy. And maybe people are going to get pissed at me for saying this, maybe. But it's like the dude's a fucking weirdo. It yeah. doesn't help his case when he's on camera. All of his friends that he always had around are little boys. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it just he, I mean, he looks like a man who kind of went nuts. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it was disturbing, but the 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 they, and you know there's a there's a huge thing on online of I mean if you look up his name on Twitter right now, mm-hmm. it is people just defending him up and down. This never happened. These kids are lying. They're doing it for a payoff because whatever the thing happened, is, whatever happened to like trying to hear out the victim? Right. Well, okay. So I'm not saying. Well, and it's funny because I'm not like a huge supporter of that concept where it's just like believe them immediately. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think that you should. Right. Right. But. but you should probably hear him out at yeah, least. Yeah, well, here's the thing. So here's the other thread of this is that both of these kids in his 93 um, case where like somebody brought charges against him. Yeah. Both of them um, testified for him. One of them, I think, was like mid-teens. The other one was 11 at the time. And then in 2000, whatever, 2003, 2005, something around there. Yeah. When he got charged again, one of these kids that's the subject of the doc was it was him and Macaulay Culkin that were the two right. to stand up for Michael and say he never did anything. Yeah. Now, this guy was 22 when that happened, and apparently he was molested from seven years old to 14. And basically, he said when he had his own kid, like he realized like he would imagine what happened to him happening to the kid. Right. And then it really became this traumatic thing because to them. Like they loved Michael. Right. And they thought they didn't think of it as abuse at the time. Right. It's just really fucked up because it's hard for me to understand that. Yeah. Having, it's never happened to me. Thank God. Right. You know, well, yeah. And you're seven years old. So your perception of reality is very different than an adult's. Dude, it's it's horrible. And and you look at you, they play like like one of the, the the kid was from Australia and um like he goes home with his family after meeting Michael and Michael brings him to Neverland and whatever. Uh, and fucking this relationship starts where apparently like he, the kid had a fax machine, his family did, and they would come home at any time and there would be like faxes filling the room from Michael. Like tell Applehead that I said, you know, I hope he's doing okay. Just inappropriate as fuck. And I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, if this is all documented, I believe it. I'm sorry. Like, it's too fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I can't prove it. Yep. You know, but it, but I said to start the podcast, it is weird because it's like he also made like the best fucking music ever. It's so <laughs> arguably yeah. like it's, it's terrible. It's terrible because I mean, I don't want to turn it into that discussion, but the, there's always the argument of like separating the artist from the art. Right. And it's like, God, you, you just I don't know. I don't think that we have an answer for that. In society, I I think I think you have to just make that call individually. And I don't judge anyone based on the call they make on that. Right. Like, you know, it's funny, like it reminds me of the should O.J. Simpson be removed from the NFL Hall of Fame? Right. Like, I guess I would say no. So then how can I say 
that you know people shouldn't listen to my i don't know it's just right. fucking weird right but yeah that's i mean i ever anyone who's interested in it it's a fascinating watch okay because you've never everything that everyone's heard and thought like he's a creeper the pedophilia yep. shit like we've all heard it before but to hear like these two go talk about it for four hours Ugh. and you know like it's disturbing oh one more aspect of it. The mothers are also interviewed and they're the ones I get the most mad at oh, are the no. moms of the guys, because it's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like you're in a hotel. Your kid is on tour as a dancer with Michael. He's like 11 years old or whatever. And you're he's staying in Michael's room on this tour, like around the world, staying with Michael. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, it's it's really fucked. But they all like saw him as a son. Like Michael was like another uh, kid, right? Because he, you know, he's so infantile. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. God, that's well. But yeah, that's enough of the uh, disgusting topic. But what did you watch? I Something watched... a little lighter, I hope. Yeah, much. <laughs> I don't know if there's. Is there anything yeah. heavier? I, I watched. Yeah, I watched Hereditary. It yeah, was a right. nice. Light I watched breeze. Schindler's List. It was breezy. Oh, breezy. That's easy. Right. Yeah. No, I watched uh, Game Nights with Rachel McAdams. You did. Yeah, and Jason Bateman. And I realized that that was the best comedy of last year. You think year. it was? Yes. See, I didn't think it was as good as. Uh, Blockers. blockers which i did not enjoy blockers although i also wanted to we were thinking about co comedies and one that i didn't think of when we had discussed this was the um the uh the the russian one god damn it with steve buscemi and shit somebody will have to remind me i'm not gonna look okay. it up now but there was one that was like a russian satire right like, political thriller thing mm -hmm. and that was really funny but yeah no my favorite character in that though the next door neighbor yes absolutely yes oh he's fantastic it's a movie that uh as it starts starts i think it starts at like a 10 it starts okay it's, it yep. starts fantastically uh and then it sort of peters out as it goes because it's the action it's the it's the action comedy hybrid and those inevitably have a hard time near the climax because they sort of have to pick a lane and they pick the action and they lane pick the action and it, and it doesn't work as well you're right and um that is a good point about those movies like i feel like that's true of like rush hour yes you know what i mean but like rush the, hour is better i feel at, at balancing it because it's it more feels, of an action it's movie. more of an action yeah 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 this whole like i'm more of a comedy until the end it's 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 tough it's really tough right but i would say that this movie actually floored me on a couple levels the 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 shots that they use to sort of like look at the cities and then like when cars are driving and shit like the wide sure. shots they make things because of like this sort of like forced perspective sort of um some things are blurry some things are not they make it look like you're you're looking at a game board it's so right. impressive it's so yeah, you're impressive. right they did yeah it's a, like the plot was like uh they have a game night weekly yeah. and one like game is real and they all don't realize it's yeah. real until partway through the game yep uh they have a next door neighbor who's never invited to game night and he's and he, is he the was best, my favorite he is the best character he's fantastic uh yeah i i was i was really floored the comedy is really really good at the beginning like really really good and i and, like the two leads yeah and the, yeah rachel mcadams 
I mean, I would say easily the funniest thing I've ever seen her do. And maybe my favorite character I've ever seen her. She was as. good in Wedding Crashers, although she was kind of the straight, the straight you know, woman. I, you know, in all, all honesty, I actually never saw Wedding Crashers. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's one of those classic comedies I miss. It's good. Yeah, but this was really good. And not only is it just like the game pieces thing, but the music is pretty good. The transitions are pretty good at the beginning because they kind of like make it sort of like suspenseful because you don't know when the game right. starts and stuff. The characters are good. The friends. Characters are all good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, maybe uh, I'll give this one another watch. And I will say just overall blown away by the cinematography because this could have been a just paint by numbers, shot reverse shot movie. And there were so many shots that was like, who came up with the idea to put like the camera inside the door as she opens it? That's a genius. Like, it's a cool little choice. Yeah, it was good. I kind of it's like a beep, beep. B plus, yeah. Which for a comedy these days is high. Yeah, I was impressed. Um, speaking, I'm just going to keep it going with the documentaries. This one we can do quick. I watched a, uh, it's called Studio 54, and I believe it's Studio 54, the documentary. I right. Think that's the name on Netflix. Remind me of Spaceballs. Uh-huh. Spaceballs, the the lunchbox. Spaceballs, the toilet paper. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I really liked it. Okay. Uh, it goes through the formation of Studio 54 in the you know early 80s, um, the owners getting busted, all the celebrities that were there, how big of a deal it was for like the gay community to have like a place that was a sanctuary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I watched that. So I'd recommend that. That was on Netflix. Um, another one I watched just randomly, it, it hit me that I hadn't seen it, was Lizzie. Right. Um, Lizzie is about Lizzie Borden, who I knew nothing about, by the way. Uh, Melanie kind of spoiled this movie for me. Or I thought she spoiled it until they kind of like, you could tell they assumed you knew who Lizzie Borden was at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to consider this a spoiler. But basically, um, it's Chloe Savigny, Savigny, I think that's how you say her name, and Kristen Stewart. Uh, and they play uh, Lizzie is Chloe and she was like this. It's like the late 1800s. And she at some point snapped and is alleged to have murdered her parents mm-hmm. with an axe. Yeah. And this movie takes the idea that basically those two had like a lesbian secret relationship going and somebody found out about it. Oh, okay. um, and the dad was going to give his inheritance to someone else. Uh, it was OK. OK uh c plus all right c plus it gets really good at the end but it's not an event that took two hours so you need to do a lot of filler shit to kind of get there Mm -hmm. and not all of that is successful but i would recommend it for somebody who's interested in that it wasn't as good as i'd hoped okay uh i watched behind the curve oh i watched this too yeah i forgot to put it on my list I watched three quarters of it, I should say. What a fucking trip. It's a, it's a documentary about flat earthers and, uh, you know, their beliefs and the culture that has risen in that uh, that that uh, belief system. It's a belief system uh, not based in fact. I mean, they are right. Yeah. He's being sarcastic. <laughs> I can't, I can't even like, I, I can't even with these fucking people. It's insane. Like it's hilarious. It's like, like, how do you think GPS works? Like, how do you think the scientific method works? Like at, at the beginning of the movie, when he's like, see, look over there at Seattle. If it was curved, I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that. Yeah. Do you not understand the scale of the earth? Yeah. You, you fucking Yeah. It's a idiot. The earth. In case you didn't know, it's quite big. Yeah. 
I love um, and, and there's there's a point where they kind of interview some of these scientists and like everybody's kind of laughing about them. And then like this this black scientist gives a a uh, a good speech kind of like about like these are people who lost their way, who could be a potential scientist, but lack the knowledge or whatever. So let's treat them with respect. Let's talk to them. You're not going to, uh, you know, win anybody over by shaming them and X, Y and Z. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But the problem is, is that we've now the the problem is, is what they represent to like society at large, which is I don't have to accept anything. Well, they're completely unreasonable. Yes. You can't be reasonable. Well, that's yeah. That's the thing is like you can't reason with them because you can't give them facts, which is why people make fun of them, because you can't just lay out the case for why it's because they're just like. Because because Sasquatches. Well, it's funny because it's like you know you could you you would think you'd be able to say that about someone who's like really religious, right? But they understand that that belief system they have is based on faith. Yeah, it's not factual. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So so to the, they almost have like an out. Yes. Whereas these people are saying, yeah, like this is you know fact, right? It's fact that it's. There's nothing to back it up, but it's fact, and we've been lied to. Oh, our there's whole something to back it up. Those, those airplanes in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, I mean, oh they God. can't go all the way that around the plate. Po- so. that, that woman, when she points out, like, "Oh my God, look, there's a little guy. He's going down right there. That little plane. Wow, what's he doing in the southern yeah. hemisphere? Just great. I just, it's so. It was a frustrating watch. And there's this woman in it who, it's kind of like, of course, you people are single. You people are nuts. Are you t- going to bring up the like radio host who's yes. like in a little love yeah. thing with the Wh- main guy? Which the main guy, my God, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, people know who I am. Uh, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm like, dude, you think this is a huge deal? Also, by the way, you live with your mom. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about these people too? Like there could you could meet no one of these and you don't know. Yeah. Like if you've never talked to them about this, like outwardly, some of them seem like you know, moderately normal. Yeah. We might have a flat earther listener. We might. If you have a, if you're a flat earther, please send us a, send don't, us a tweet. No, I want to know. Don't I want to know if our no. fans, what if, what if 30% of our listeners were flat earthers? Would we just cancel the show? We'd have to have some talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, that was I a just, good one though. I just hate this. Well, one, that woman that I was bringing up, she has oh, this sorry, yeah. she has this moment of cognitive dissonance where she's kind of like, well, if that's the case, because the people have theories about her, conspiracy theories yes. about her. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then she's kind of like, well, you know, people, you know, if you're inclined to, you know, conspiracy theories, of course, people might say that about me. Of course, I know I'm right. She has that moment right. of almost self-realization that she's nuts. And then she backs away. And it's so crazy. I hate it because it's just, it's the laziest way of arguing something. It's kind of like, okay, well, I don't believe in Blu-rays because Blu-rays are actually made from the the, the dust of dead pixies. And and I don't believe that they're, and you're like, well, how do you know that that's, because the government. Yeah. Wait, right. okay. But who profits from this? Uh, pixies, hello. Where are they going to put their dust? You know, this is kind of funny because like that is annoying. And uh, this is really funny, actually, because like I watched that. And then this week, uh, the big thing that was released as well was Alex Jones being brought back on to Joe Rogan's podcast. And he's one of these crackpot like. Yep. But it's bizarre because 
you can tell, like, as crazy as he is, he like, at least it. he's read a ton of shit. He believes like, it. Se- well, he believes it. These and- guys believe it, too. But the arguments they have are completely asinine. Like they they don't cite things. They yes. don't like like him. It's like yeah, you know the uh, the interdimensional rift opened and the aliens talked to you know whatever. I read I read it in night. You know what would keep the babies comfortable? Oh yeah. <laughs> if anybody hasn't if anybody hasn't seen that, it is hysterically funny that. The the man is a nut job psychopath, but yeah. I was quite entertained, uh, especially when Eddie Bravo fucks with him and he freaks the fuck out and throws a hissy. See, set. I didn't see that bit. Oh, I watched all of it. Oh, it's pretty. F- I mean, it's long. It's fine. It's the Michael Jackson documentary, <laughs> only it's Alex Jones. But yeah, no conspiracy theorists are regardless. They are entertainment. Yeah. Uh, but yes, if you were discussing this with one of these flat earthers, it'd be I can't imagine. It's, I can't imagine. It's yeah. It's just too much because it is a matter of like at some point we just need to have established facts and agree on facts because a society gets worse when we can't agree on. Well, facts. right, but any fact you bring them, they're going to say government or yes, exactly this or that, which right. is the worst excuse. It's the it's the worst way of arguing. Yep. Um. Yeah, uh, what would you give that for a grade, by the way, if you wanted to grade uh, that? I mean, I'd probably give it like a C plus, B minus. Sure. Yeah, so I, I didn't think it was like the greatest made thing, but it was, it was entertaining. Um, okay, so I watched the first five episodes of the Netflix show Haunted, okay. which is supposedly like basically each episode. It's like an unsolved mysteries type deal where you yeah. have the reenactment happening. Look, and I've seen these shows before. Yes. I know what it is. Okay. All right. So this one, the second episode of this, the premise is that this woman is, she, she, so this show, they're telling the story with like family members in the room and not, no, the other family members, most of them don't know the story. Okay. So that's the premise. Like the real people are telling the stories. This one's story is basically that. Her and her sister lived with their parents and their parents would bring would bring home drifters and kill them. What? Over a hundred people they murdered. Like they were serial killers. Is this real? Okay. So that was my thought. So I looked. I can't find anything on this. All I found are people like questioning the people who made this to say, what are you doing about this? Like, are you telling he's like, this is real. We went to the authorities and told them about this. That's all I know. Like this was told to us as a true story. (sighs) I'm wondering how the fuck do you not go dig up? Like they talk about where the bodies are buried. And the one kid like got one of the, the nephew was called over and he got rid of all the trophies that they kept from these people. They killed like it makes no sense. But I continued watching a few more episodes because it was kind of entertaining. It's it's a well done like that style of show. But that episode was just like when I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, that last one about the the bent neck lady. There's a bent neck lady story in this. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that one that that one was that one was kind of believable. But this, you know. <laughs> It was, yeah, just the worst, All that right. second episode. Right. But yeah, I watched that. Uh, if people like that, they should check that out. Um, I suppose I should just get to Death Note. Thank you. I watched 18 episodes of Death Note. Damn, you flew through that shit. Yes. Um, it's like, fantastic. Just like Taco Bell, just flew right I gotta through I got to give it to you. Yeah. I got to give it to you. 
told you, man. Good recommendation. It's 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 entertaining. Yep. They fly by. They're like 22 minutes a piece. Yep. Um, it's hard not to watch the next one. Yep. Cliffhangers about cliffhangers every episode. Yep. Uh, there's like some neat rules and world building stuff in yep. there yep. with the note. I do kind of like like they do this little thing where they cut to a commercial and there's a little pause and there's like a, a little rule, a rule there. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Now, just so people have an idea or and you can go listen to our first episode on this because I watched the first episode on yeah. the way to Europe and I never continued until yep. now. But basically the gist is there's like these like death god characters and one of them loses the book yep. i believe drops his drops his, his death note yep. and the way that they kill people is they write their names down in the book and yep. how they died and that's how they die now a human gets the book and he says he's going to use it to do nothing but good yep. and he's going to become like a god he's going to kill all the criminals to make a perfect society and he will be the god of this perfect world correct so now there's another there's the yin to his yang which is l which is another character yep. who's on like the detective side yep. and it's kind of this like battle of wits yes it's, and it's funny because i find myself like rooting for them both at times. yes it's it's uh, i'm more of a light fan yeah but light is a pretty freaking fantastic yes. character uh yeah it's it's basically moriarty v uh sherlock holmes sure with, yeah. with demons yeah, and it is fun to watch. I recommend this highly. I wish Netflix had an HD stream of this, though, because mm. it doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. No. no. Um, but yeah, it's way more entertaining than I expected. Uh, like I said, it reminds me of like Metal Gear Solid, like a Konami yep. video game, the way that the dialogue is, you know. Yes. And then if L does this, then blah, 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 you know, and they do like the slow pan, the, yeah. like the still animation with God. the mouth moving. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It, we actually had a discussion about exposition on this because this is a show that is heavy, heavy, heavy on exposition. It's exposition, the show basically, but, but it works so well because you have genius characters. And if you don't explain this, uh, explain this, a lot of this stuff doesn't work because you can't tell it visually most of it. Correct. Now, if I did have a complaint, mm-hmm. it doesn't give me enough time to like put things together myself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it, it jumps the gun on reveals where it's like, fuck, like, you know, it never makes me feel intelligent where, yep. because the yep. characters are played as these really intelligent characters. They're, they're geniuses. So they're if you legit. could beat them yeah. once in a while. Yep. That would be something that I would have appreciated. Now, I'm halfway through the series. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll have the other half polished off by next week. I, uh, yeah. but uh, I would say, and I, I warned Jackson about this, that uh, the second, the last third of the show takes a dip in quality because there is a choice that's made that doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, it makes sense. It's just not a good choice. Okay. Uh, but... Like I said, that first two thirds is actually pretty fantastic storytelling. So I I still I still highly recommend it. I would say it's probably one of the best animes of all time. It's good. I enjoy the fuck out of it. I got to tell you, like, if that's what they're like, I can see myself watching some of these. This is this is a it's this a is high a, quality one. This is a series yeah. apart, also. Okay, it's very different. It's very dark. Okay, c- compared to some anime. Yeah. What would you give it for a grade? If you had to so grade it right far, now, so far. Got it. You know what? Right here, I want you to play the opening title track. Oh, right. Because Isn't that that's great? Gonna turn- yeah, it's great. Anyway, 
Not at first. You're just like, what the fuck? Uh, yes. Because, the, yeah, and I'm not, you know, like, and it's just like, oh, my God, they can't expect any Americans to turn this on and watch this. It's very, um, even the music is actually kind of like a The music of its during time. the show is it's, great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that opening night, it's just, <laughs> please, just two seconds of it. It's all it takes. Uh, but I would give it a. So far, I'd give it an A minus. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yep. It's, you know, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but I do think I can't wait to watch the live action movie because I can't wait to see how bad they fucked it up. It's an abortion. I can't imagine. This doesn't seem like a tough one to me. Yeah. It seems like a uh, like it, slam dunk. Yep. It's it, it should be really good. It's something that I think that you could actually easily make a series of movies on. Sure. Yeah, but, but the first one has to hit. Yes. That's the thing. But yeah, this, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, do you have anything else and should we watch? I, I finished Kingdom, but we're actually, we actually did a okay. special episode on that. Perfect. So. All right. So I've got two theater things I watched. I'm going to start with uh, Greta. Uh, Greta is like a 90s style stalker movie. Like the premise is that Chloe Grace Moretz plays this girl. She finds a purse on a train mm-hmm. and she, there's an ID in the purse and she returns it to Greta who is the, like, this old French woman, like, kind of lonely. They're both kind of lonely. Like, Chloe Grace's mother just died. She's new to the city of New York, whatever. Mm -hmm. They start up a friendship, and then all is not as it seems with Greta. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the performance by the woman who plays Greta uh, is fucking great. Mm -hmm. Like, bravo her name is isabelle Hupierre, i believe okay uh basically greta is this like french lady and she's very like proper and whatever and motherly mm-hmm. but she's a fucking nut okay and some of the nutty like it reminded me of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest or okay. like some sort of weird 80s or 90s like stalker movie okay like it is it's not coming out at the correct time a league of their own <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, exactly. just like Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, but yeah, no, so the movie does have problems, though. Okay. And it's funny because I'm giving this too much leeway. I know that because I hate this. Mm. The suspension of disbelief. You have this, like, old, frail lady. And you have Chloe Grace Moretz, who's like a healthy young woman. Yeah. And there are multiple times where it's just, like, just fucking hit her with yeah. something. Yep. Like, and there's like, yeah, you're locked in a room. Someone comes in the room. Charge them. Like, right. what are you doing? There's a ton of that. Yeah. Other than that, I liked it a lot. It's cleverly shot. There are moments of real tension where you're like sitting there like, oh, shit. Like, does she know? Like, what's going to happen here? Right. You know, like, so it's very skillfully done. Um, But yeah, the, the screw that that. The, the issue with it I have is it's it's too hard to believe that you wouldn't just attack this woman. And it's too there's too many times where I think the main character is a moron. So I'm going to give it a C plus. OK. For that purpose. OK. Other than that, I liked it. And okay. then the other one's the best movie I've seen all year. OK. What's Better that? than Arctic. OK. Fighting uh, with my family. Fighting with. Oh, yes. Fighting the with wrestling my family. One. Yes. Yeah. Wow. A. A, it's an A. It's great. It was. I was sitting in the theater about an hour and 20 minutes into this thinking it was perfect. Okay. Third act goes a little. A little off the yeah. rails. Okay. 
but it's funny. It's basically, it's supposed to be the true story of Paige, who's like a female wrestler in the WWE, who's after my time. I was done watching by the time yeah. she showed up. Yeah, we but, all kind of dropped off after The Rock left. Yeah, well, he's in this as himself, and yeah. he's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, it's a very good like coming-of-age story about this family and the family dynamic with like the brother who like dreams of being a wrestler but isn't accepted into wrestling while yes. the sister is. And then the parents are... Uh, Nick Lena, Frost. Yeah, and Lena Headey, who plays Cersei. Yes. They're both great in everything I ever see him in. Yes. Uh, the girl, uh, something Florence Pugh or something, I believe is her name is. Is this her first movie? I don't think so. I think she's okay. been in other shit, but she's really good. Vince Vaughn plays like the trainer. Oh, like yeah, Like the yeah. wrestling trainer. Yep. Yep. He's fucking great. I fell in love with this movie. Blast. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I, I really couldn't believe how good it was. I will be seeing that. Yeah, it's it's really good. And I like I said, you know, I haven't watched wrestling in fucking forever. Right. Made you want to watch it, I'm guessing. Uh, it made no it didn't make me want to go home and watch it, but it made me long for a time that I liked it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I remember the good times you when I go really back. enjoyed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it is cool how they have fully acknowledged that it's quote unquote fake now. Yeah. Um, they don't call it fake because there's real injuries. And I would agree that they're real athletes and yes. whatever. Yeah. But they, but it's not a, you know, a lot, big aspect in the movie. Like there's one interesting scene where they're training. And basically one of the conflicts in the movie is that like Paige is serious about this. She comes from a family that's serious about this. Mm -hmm. And the other. Other people trying out are like models or right. promo girls or whatever and they think they can be wrestlers so there's a part where like this girl keeps accidentally hitting her mm. you know like with moves and Paige is like no i'm trying to tell them like that's not how this works like when i do this you do this and this is the signal for this or whatever yeah and basically it happens again and Paige just fucking decks her right and uh she calls it like um it's i forget what she calls it but basically like when you deck them back it's like don't do it again. It's just a known like wrestling thing. Right. So there's kind of like some inside baseball thing. Gotcha. That are, okay. It was really good, man. Man, I I walked out of the theater just happy as can be. It was one of those movies. Good. But yeah, the third act was. It's a little drop down. Can't get an A plus. Okay. It was on its way to an A plus. That's impressive. Uh, I did see one last thing. I actually forgot about this completely. Uh, I saw the, uh, what is it? Rebel Wilson movie. Uh, uh, isn't it romantic with Liam no, Hemsworth? You did yes, not I did. See this. Yes, oh, I did. Oh, Jesus. Yes, I did. Does this have the guy from uh, Pitch Perfect in it? Like the funny guy who was in like Game Over Man? And yes. Okay, I yeah, like your, him. Your, your, your guy from Workaholics. Yes. Right. Um, it's actually not that bad. Okay. Uh, it's 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 got this great diatribe because she hates romantic comedies and the premises that the she character ends, does the character okay. the main character Rebel and uh, she ends up in a romantic comedy a PG thirteen romantic comedy. Okay. Um. And that's kind of like the premise of the movie. And uh, she's got this great diatribe about how much just they suck. And she goes through all the premises and she's it's got it plays with the tropes quite a bit. And it's pretty good. It's a little it's a little cookie cutter. It's it's kind of like it's a really good premise. You could take this the extra mile and do like a Deadpool, like a full okay, on sure. fourth wall breaking could have been great. Maybe broken some of the mold a little bit. I like her, though. She's great. Yeah, I like her. She's funny as shit. I, I mean, if we're, you know, if, if I'm going to put people in their boxes, uh, you know, as far as like the 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 big actresses box, she's my favorite. Now, do you have to fat shame her? I'm not shaming. Big actresses. She's Alex. she's big, big and she's beautiful. Actress. 
<laughs> but but, uh, but, but no, she, I, I do I, like her. I like her more than Melissa McCarthy, do if you? I'm honest. Yeah. Have you seen Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yet? No. I it's, haven't it, either. It's I on, need to see that. It's on my list yeah. because I hear that she actually puts in a good performance. I hear it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is uh, this is pretty good. Liam Hemsworth is clearly not as good as his brother in, as acting or in acting. But uh, there's there's a lot of humor here and um the one thing that detracted and i felt like it detracted from the whole audience was the theater that i went to and i'm really considering not going to this theater anymore because of it is the audio was so quiet all uh, it's it's kind of like when we went to go see I world hate of war that when we went to world of warcraft you know there was only a, yep, a audio yep, sure there was the dialogue for people who don't know dialogue was only coming out of one speaker at the front of the theater and the music was coming and everything else was coming from all yeah. the speakers like it should this was kind of the same thing where everything else was coming, but it was coming from two speakers up front. Well, so you could so hear. that's so annoying because you need, like, they want you to go tell a staff member, but then you're missing part of the movie. Well, and that's I the thing is that. I actually went, it was kind of, it was almost the exact same thing that happened. I, same theater, by the way. Uh, I went up to the manager and I said, hey, it's really quiet. And they're like, yeah, we know. Oh, you know. Did they give you free tickets? Or no, anything? they didn't. You should have demanded. Free I should. Tickets. I should have. I should yeah. have. I'll be. I'll be more aggressive next time. Yeah. But yeah, I was. Uh, I feel like with the comedy, you need it to be a little louder because you have to feel like you can laugh and not laugh over the dialogue. Yeah, that's that is a huge. Uh, that's a great point. And and I well, felt like I should be laugh. standing in there turning the fucker up. And if yeah. it's not going to be up to snuff, they should tell you going into the movie. Yeah. And they should say, but we can offer you a pass to another movie or yeah. whatever. I hate that shit. So, so I, I, it was like a C plus B minus kind of movie. Sure. Um, but I feel like if I had been able to laugh and let go, it might've been a straight B. A B. Oh, yeah. there you go. So yeah, I recommend it. It's pretty Sweet. good. Yeah. Decent date night movie. You're not going to hate it by, by any means. You're Sounds not going like, to hate it. Uh, we have something to watch here at home. <laughs> um, yeah, but, for me, that's, I don't have any more shit we watched. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're talking, Captain Marvel and female superheroes. Female superheroes. Why have they failed so much? So I've got a couple theories on this. Okay. My first theory, of course, is that this genre mm. is a boy-dominated audience genre. Yeah. Boys, men, yep. whatever, young men. Um, yeah, that that's the obvious one where it's like people yeah. like to see someone who reminds them of themselves. Right. And whatever. Which is why you've always had... A more there's been more white superheroes because for the longest time it was white guys. That's who were the demographic, comics. right? Yes. Yeah, you're going to see a lot more now after Black Panther of the right. black superheroes. Well, are, and you're just going to see more because more people of different varieties sure. of people are buying comics now. So. Buying comics or seeing these movies, exactly. I mean, fuck. I mean, the they have a huge, are, you know, they're huge, and they have right. a huge Hispanic following. They have a huge African American following. They're just big with basically every demographic. Now, yeah, that's that's my first thought is that the whole representation, not even representation. It's just this is what guys like. So, yeah. 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 But the other thing is and I'm going to get crucified for this in today's world climate. But there is a suspension of disbelief and it's not just superheroes because Mm. you can give them like superpowers to kind of bullshit your way around this. But there is a suspension of disbelief when like you watch John Wick like a badass dude doing this he's fighting other tough dudes and then you see a movie like the Charlize theron one and it's like well she doesn't have like the muscle mass of these guys there's a certain amount of like physics that you understand like she could not put the same amount of force behind a punch that a guy who weighs twice her weight could right and which is where you get something like a black widow character where you want them to dance around and you want them to be more acrobatic and you want them to be because that becomes more believable is it's they are 
not bigger, but they have better technique and they know how to use their bodies to their own advantage. That's sure, what you need. But, but the problem you run into is in a physical fighting situation where you have, uh, and this is kind of an interesting conversation, I think. But right. when you have, like, you're assuming the villain, you want them to be a scary, like, they're a real threat. Yes. Uh, they're, they're, there's no contest between a woman and a man in that realm of fighting. There just is not. Well, but we're dealing. And, and, okay. So it's sort of. I, and I'm there, not even there, one there, who like are, watches Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow and is like, oh, that's annoying because right. whatever. But there is something to that. There, I think there, there's there's some asterisks and there's some what ifs and whatever. Right. Because if we're going to take fit, well-trained male over fit, well-trained female, that's that's a, you know, then you got like a real leg to stand on if it's kind of like. Uh, Black Widow versus me in a fight. Uh, yeah, sure. Black Widow yeah, is no, kicking correct. my ass. But you're usually not the villain. Like, there's yeah. not a good action set piece there right. if you're the villain who's oh, fighting on. like Captain America and Black Widow. Home with the movies. He's gonna tell them. <laughs> he's gonna tell them how bad their movies are, and they'll run away crying. Yeah. No. I. I, I just their movies are fine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah right um well but, her but, movie hasn't come out it's yet to be seen yeah and captain true. marvel hasn't come out yet yes um but i mean we're kind of dealing with superpowers and that's sort of where you get a different sense of it it's like that's when i can believe it where it's right. like okay she's got superpowers so yeah she's not as big as that dude but she's got super strength so of course she's gonna have more like jessica jones you believe it now sure. those, it's a terrible yeah. terrible series right but they've explained it enough where it's like okay well she has a power she can overcome the dude's right. physical and, yeah and i still think that there are you know I, but you're I, still watching like a chick right fight a big muscular fighter dude and, and it totally depends on how it's how it's held because we're we've really sort of narrowed it down to the fight scene can you right, buy yes, the fight correct scene? um now i didn't see atomic blonde it actually looked pretty good i think one of the directors from i didn't John see Wick. it either i'm just that's why that's it just it didn't interest me the same way oh, and, so and it, i'm thinking that might be why because i'm going to be watching it and being like well, wait a minute she's going in and like jump kicking like 20 russian fucking agent soldier dudes like you know what i mean like i, I just can't i and, and it doesn't mean it's bad it could be good right you know but but you have to watch it in more of like a okay and i, I know i'm just digging myself a hole well, in today's world but you have to watch it in more of like a cartoony way you it know depends, what i'm saying it depends it depends on where your line of suspension of disbelief ends, because the idea of like John McClane, like one guy without shoes in a building, kind of unbelievable. And in, and in that regard, especially since he's just like a standard cop, it's not like he's trained CIA or or yeah, but or, that's you know, kind of why that Navy one seals. works is because he's clearly fallible right. and he gets right. hurt. But it's why it works as a movie, as a believable situation. Sure, maybe okay. not so much. Yeah, but. That's sort of where it's sort of like, where's the line for you as a person? I can buy Atomic Blonde. I mean, I feel like in the trailers, I could buy it. Sounds like we need to watch it. I actually kind of want to see it because <laughs> I thought one of the directors from John Wick it's, was behind it. It was a total like John Wick wannabe. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. correct. Yeah. And I like Charlize Theron and uh, what's so his name? Uh, uh, Jace, uh, McAvoy was in that too. Yep, he was in that. That's and, right. And, and it looked pretty good. But let's sort of get back to like the superhero. Like we had Elektra, we had sure. Supergirl in the 80s, which is just garbage. And we had uh, Catwoman. So oh, part God. of the answer is for this They've overall, stunk. they suck. Yeah. They're just bad, poorly written, badly acted, uh, not funded well enough movies. Well, they didn't need to suck either. Like Catwoman as a villain in Batman Returns, I thought was pretty awesome. 
I actually didn't like Halle, or Halle Berry. Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh. oh. Oh, Batman Returns. I was no, thinking Batman Returns. I automatically went to The Dark Knight no, Returns. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. They didn't need to confuse us Anna anymore. Hathaway. Rises. Rises. Oh. Rises. Which is, it's based off it's of Returns. It's just too confusing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic. I thought she was the best. She's the best representation of that character that she, I have seen so far. She's the version of Catwoman everybody probably wanted to have their own movie. Yeah, why not? I think I think that would have been fat. I think it would still be fantastic with Michelle Pfeiffer today. If yeah. I'm honest, I'd see the fuck out of that movie. But yeah, I, I think you're right. When we've talked about this before, you know, we talked about the anime. Why don't they work? I mean, point. I guess point A is always well, they stink. Yeah. So they're, they're just doing a bad job. Wonder of Woman worked. I I, th- I I think we can make the argument like comic book movies, animes, and even female superhero movies. They haven't worked traditionally because there's a lack of respect, usually probably from a producer standpoint, probably even like, you know, I think it's why you get sort of these these journeyman directors who direct them, except for like Patty Jenkins. Well, they Wonder don't Woman. believe in them. That's for sure. That's that's what it is, is they kind of get this guy who's like, I'm going to make my name and I'm going to make a next the next big movie, you know? But then they get the script and it's kind of like, okay, you don't like the script as the as as a no name director? Okay, see ya. We've got a thousand dudes who will sign up Lining to do this. up to do this. Yes. So you take the script as is. Yeah. I mean, is this Captain Marvel, is this the first female led Marvel movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, it better be good. I hope it is. I really do. Because I mean. The the reviews I did, I I did the cardinal sin and I read through the reviews today. Not like the full reviews. Right. Just did the whole Rotten Tomatoes scroll thing. Yeah. And it's it's got me a little concerned because the good ones are like, well, it doesn't do this, but it sure is fun. There's a lot of that going on here. I think there's, I mean, now we're in a different topic altogether. Right. But I do believe it's got a, last I saw it had. 101 reviews and had 85%. Okay. And the average score was like a 7.4, 7.5, something like that. So it's going to be a decent movie, not a great movie. Well, how many of those decent ones, though? Like, I'm reading them and I'm like, you're not telling me it's good. You're just like, mm. you're 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 finding a way to sneak in a positive review for this. Well, we will see. Yes, now, ultimately, correct. ultimately, I, at the end of the day, I am my own judge. I've been I've been stating the whole way through this that I didn't think the trailers looked good. And you guys can check the record on this. <laughs> check the uh, record. I have been stating I don't think the trailers look very good, but I think it's going to be good because I just trust this studio to make a good product. Yep. Even if it's just good. I don't care. You know, I've, I, I have it. I find it very hard to believe that this could be any worse than Ant-Man and the wasp i don't think there's any way it's worse than that all right yeah well if it was as good as that i'd be okay i guess yeah uh but yeah back to the topic now why does wonder woman work uh i think wonder woman works because they actually they they did a straight standard uh hero's journey they actually gave her like a real arc sure i don't think catwoman i never saw catwoman i did see electra (laughs) But I don't believe that Elektra had really much of an arc. She had like a revenge tale, but there's nothing. I don't think she really learned anything in her movie. Was Elektra, and it's been years since I saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it, it was like, was it about the fact that she's a woman? Like, I feel like that's where they fuck themselves sometimes. Is like, uh, like Wonder Woman, there's aspects of like female empowerment. There's the whole no man's land yes, scene. Yes. But in general, it's just a really well-made 
It's superhero movie it's with a, good characters yeah. and it's fun. And it's a know? fish out of water and right. it's a commentary on humanity. It's not Correct. necessarily yes. a commentary on men versus women or whatever. Um, I think I don't I don't think that there have really been ones that actually focus on she's a woman, you know, because Electra really that wasn't really the case. It was kind of like she was Daredevil's girlfriend. She died. He thinks she's dead. And now this is her adventure alone. And it wasn't like, oh, you're a woman and you're, right. an you know, it was just, I can like, just oh, picture look. them putting in like the, the bad chicks, like one liners and I'm shit. Like to... I know the Holly Berry movie yes. was like that, yes. you know, that and that's one. where you're just watching it as like, you realize that these movies, like you're trying to like a girl might watch this and go like, oh, that's neat. Like we're badasses or whatever, yes. but your, your audience that watches superhero movies yeah. is like 85% male. Right. So you're kind of fucking yourself. Well, you need something more to hang your hat on than I am from said demographic, therefore this is special. Uh, it's why Black Panther is actually a good movie and why it's touted is it's actually a good movie. It's not just that it's a black right, African correct. character. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so I don't think that that's what Captain Marvel is going to be. And I, I don't really even... F I'm worried about the political climate the way it is that we might get a movie like that. But sure, I don't at think some that, point. But I don't mean, think that we've gotten one yet. I see nothing. And I know that it's been drudged up that it's like this feminist movie, SJW, whatever. But I don't see that in the trailers. I that's don't not what I see. But right. I'm, I reserve to right to be proven wrong. If that's what it ends up being, I might be a little annoyed by it, to be honest. But it's, I don't see that. It so. totally depends on what they're trying to say and how they're saying it. Well, it's annoying. Just like any other movie. We talked about, you know, I mean, with Michael, it's a lot different, but separating the artist from the art, it's right. like, yeah, I don't like a lot of the shit that Brie Larson has said in the last six months. I mean, she's kind of, I disagree with her mm -hmm. as a person, but I don't necessarily, I don't understand how that bleeds into the movie for people. People just want to be trolling assholes. You the, know, um, I, I will often because I, I do enjoy checking. I, I do enjoy following box office threads for big blockbusters. Sure. And I've been following the box office theory thread for Captain Marvel. This thread has been locked down like four or five times in the last like two weeks because of the anti-SJW and then the SJW and battling this, each this, other. It's this ridiculous, <laughs> it's this ridiculous thing where it's just like, it's a superhero movie. Yes. And let's wait until we see it before we yeah, know. Well, that's, I hate that too. Yeah. Um, and to bring the Michael Jackson thing, that was one thing I forgot to say is that that movie before it aired on HBO had an 18% review on Google. So that's just people going. Yes. Because they're Michael Jackson supporters, clearly. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. And it's the same kind of attitude where it's like everyone's shitting on this movie because they don't like Brie Larson or they, you know, have decided that this is the stand they're going to take right. against social justice and right. PC culture or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're right. It could just be a fucking superhero movie and the character happens to be a woman. I, I think that's probably going to be the case. I really, I really do. <laughs> I mean, because it's Marvel and Marvel knows that they need to ride the line a little bit, even with something like uh, like Black Panther, where it had like sort of clear, sort of progressive sure. 
uh, arguments. It's they still rode the line. They still didn't shove it in your face. No, and they played both sides of the line. Exactly. I mean, there's the scene at the end that's fucking hilarious where they want to like carjack the spaceship or whatever when it shows up. Yeah. The, the kids in the yeah. at the basketball court. I mean, that's funny. Sorry, like yeah, they they just yeah they know how to ride the line. Ragnarok is clearly anti-imperialist, anti. Uh, uh, um, oh God, what's uh, colonialism? That was that was the message. It was a little bit more subtle in that one than most, but it had this giant paint job of just this fun sci-fi epic. Sure. So it's like they're going to be smart about it. They might have a little bit in there. They might have a little bit of like, hey, women can do this too, but they can't. Right. So why get upset about yeah, it? Yeah, it's true. So, but I mean, if we're really going to go to the source material, I think the problem is that ultimately you've got these. Okay, there are crossover events in comics. Sure. You get. The X-Men meet the the Avengers or whatever, sure, and they yeah. fight. There are very, very few giant universe-shaping stories that center around a woman in these series. There's like a you know, there's like a a Thanos one, or there's a there's a civil war where it's about Captain America versus Spider or uh, versus Iron Man. Sure, you've got these giant stories, and most of them follow men. You've got probably, I'd say, one of the biggest that you have is the Dark Phoenix saga with the X-Men. And even then, it's about a crazy woman who goes crazy. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I've seen a woman go crazy in my day. That sounds like a realistic plot line. But, but it is one of those things where it's kind of like, I think at the end of the day, we need women probably in comics to actually probably take a little bit more of a leading role and sort of not be supporting characters have them make a decision that captain america is going to have to deal with a decision that uh uh, carol danvers made you know here what about this though who gives a fuck like that that like we're creating this as an issue like we need more women superheroes or something like who fucking cares no and i'm not even you know what i'm saying i'm not necessarily saying we need more even though i mean i I don't mean we could look at the percentages and maybe there could be more i'm not making that argument what i'm saying is i feel like you do your characters a disservice by making them bit players in the universe that they're in okay um so you got it you got to come up with Carol Danvers or Jean Grey or Storm or some, they have to start taking a little bit more of a leadership role in defining if the universe. the goal is to make them the star characters. Or at least have them have a better story. You just want that. You think that's better for I just, everyone. I just, I just think it's better to have your character make a choice that regardless changes the, of the changes. Gen- yeah. Right, yeah, regard, okay. yeah. Because yeah. I believe that Spider-Man he works because he has these choices that he made like civil war. He decided to unmask and that was a big choice in his life. You know? Sure. Um, There's just, there are, you just need to have your characters, your female characters go through the things that your male, male characters go through. That's, sure, okay. that's, the, that's the only thing. It's not even a, we need women above men. We just, we just need them to be the same. Yeah. I mean, or you just, Keep doing what you're doing because it works. It works. It shits. (laughs) And the only people upset about it are people on either side who are completely fucking irrational lunatics, clearly getting pissed at each other over this movie that hasn't even come out yet. Yes. Like, I don't get it. I don't. It's the world coming to. I've never seen 
people act like this about like a movie that they've never seen like that makes no sense no, it's to insane. me it's like it's almost like if you saw the genie played by will smith and you were like oh that movie's gonna be terrible just from looking at the genie. <laughs> it's Whoops. like it's like you created that as the hill you're gonna die on though but but it's kind of like that <laughs> but if you tied all of your politics into, into that it, movie, right yeah well, it's like, imagine if, like, let's say Will Smith was cast as the Williams sister's dad. Mm. And let's say, like, someone thought he wasn't a dark enough yeah. black person. Yep. That would be ridiculous. That would happen today. Oh, did That's it? That's a true story. Oh, okay. That is happening. Well, this is the world we live in. People are upset about things. They're battling each other. It's madness. Mm. Yeah. It's madness. You just made me sad. <laughs> he's not black enough to play. But this is he's, poor Will Smith. Can't cut. He can't catch a break at all. At all. I I actually laughed at that one today. Right. I I just I it's see. This is why we do a podcast about movies and not the news because it's a depressing, angering world we live in. Well, right. And when you put it in this world of entertainment where everyone's just supposed to like, it's supposed to be out there so people can have a good time. Yeah. You have your opinions on movies, but it's not supposed to be this like war war. And when that happens, like it's almost getting to the point that it's happening and it's, it's not even like bothering me anymore. Like it used to, I'm just getting like amused by the stupidity of it. I'm just sick of it at this right. point. Yeah. Because it's like, to, to me, it's like, you know, Jordan Peterson, people who would be like, oh, you're a progressive. How could you possibly cite Jordan Peterson? Look, he's got a good point about people being ideologues and there are too many ideologues yes. in the world. And this is just the other thing he said about not everything needs to be politics. Right. Politics is not meant to infuse itself into every aspect of your life. Well, it's funny because you bring him up and somehow he's become like a political football. But most of the stuff that he talks about, like, isn't it? It. It, un, I, it it wedges I, its way in there because most of the people on one side agree with him on that concept. Right. But it's like it's not really political. He's just talking about like kind of things that he sees as common sense, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's got some things that I, I severely disagree with him on. And I think that sometimes, especially when it comes to politics, because this is how it works with everybody. People have blind spots in politics and people have maybe not the most logical arguments in politics. Sure. Um, and myself included, I try not to be that. Oh, but but I I know I am. As soon as the mics go off, people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think that that's. I think we kind of boiled it down for female characters. Yes, yeah, I mean, and we went into this other. I knew this was going to happen. That it yeah. was going to spin all over the place. That's but the it's an interesting conversation it's, worth having because the, that the fact that this is the story, like this is what this movie has become about. It's sad. But it is. I mean, I mean, we should be talking about. Aren't we excited to see how who Captain she, Marvel yeah. is? And don't aren't we excited to see young Nick Fury and and young Jason Clark? I'm or so Jay, sorry, Jason Clark. Hey, Clark Jason Gregg. Clark. Is he in this? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Clark Gregg's back. Yeah, yeah. And we've got cool Ben Mendelsohn in. Some people are saying one of his best roles. Really? Yeah. I've heard that I, I've heard he's actually like a stellar villain in this. Okay. He's so, not a corporate chill. No. He's not like the boardroom corporate well, he is sheriff one of, the, of Nottingham. He's one of the shapeshifters. Okay. So he's gonna be an alien green and man. And Jude Law is in this. Jude Law. I mean, there's so much to be excited about. It's Dragon Ball Z action type. That's what it stuff. looks like, yeah. So I mean well, Superman, like Iron yeah. Man fuel uh, fused. fused right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see it. There's a, yeah, I hope and it it's turns the last out. movie before the big one. Yes. Yes. Which uh, next week we're going to have a special guest on and we're going to discuss our predictions for the Avengers. Yes. Having seen Captain Marvel. That will be interesting. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm wondering if there's going to be any answers. I, I'm not sure if there's going to no, be. No, but hey. Throw it all out there. See what sticks. Yep, yep, that's coming. But I think that's the end of the episode, right? Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, as I said earlier during our dead air, uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to this. Um, and yeah, go to the website, boredandannoyed.com. I've added a search feature. So any movie that pops into your head, just search for it. If we've ever talked about it, it's going to pop up. All so. right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.